Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Football is back, and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value. Cactus included on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The words that guys were using in the locker room Saturday was progress, and it felt like there was a tangible understanding that you know there's been some ups and downs and some struggle through the month, but that was a piece of evidence that shows that it's it's leading to something. Do you agree with that? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I truly, I truly don't want to overreact to any yeah. to any of it because I just, I just truly believe that we're in the middle of this process, and we're not. Uh, we're not trying to see too far down the road and we're not trying to live in the past uh, we're trying to be in the moment and we're trying to literally get better every single day if we can if we can hone in on that like the guys have to this point I think that's if you want to say progress that's the word I think that's why they feel that way I feel like they they can they can see where this was a certain way they reacted a certain way and we've we've made corrections and we've made improvements and the guys are starting to see it and feel it so it felt better probably to them yeah they were able to make apply those things that we've been talking about. The feel better means something, right? I mean, sure. like no positive, yeah. positive mindsets. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the, the the family atmosphere that we're trying to create, the love for one another. That's that's the most important thing that we have. And uh, now it's you know when you when you get faced with the adversity, hopefully that's your backbone so that you can get right back on track and head towards that progress. Yeah. Best quarterbacks have a level of command, and a lot of coaches define it differently. For you, what what is your definition for a quarterback of what command is? Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you use that word, like you're just looking for a guy who is in complete control of himself first, and then you know being able to manipulate what's going on around him. And uh, when there's an awareness of what's going on around you after you've mastered your craft, um, that's when you can play ball at a higher level. And so. Um, you know, that's again, we're working on it every day, and we're, we're trying to get him adjusted to that point where he feels like he's he's in complete control. He's been very complimentary of the connection that you guys have had since the spring, and, and he called you the best quarterbacks coach he's ever been around. What do you think has allowed you guys to connect and click in a, in a way that's been productive for both sides? Um, you know, I think you know when you when you start a relationship, right? Uh, you try to be open and honest at, at the beginning, and then and then from there you have to earn trust, right? And so, I think the, what we've both been able to gain from each other is that uh, the commitment to each other, the work we're putting in for each other, and the consistent approach that we've each taken uh, every day. And I think I think that's how a real relationship starts, right? Yeah. And I think that we're just trying to build on that and. Um, you know, because like I said, there's going to be a time when it's going to it's going to feel like the walls are caving in. That's this league. That's what it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're if you're the best of the best or you're the worst of the worst, there's going to be those days. And and hopefully we're building the, the foundation the right way so that we can survive those and freaking become out even better because of it. That's what I was going to ask you. Is how, how do you retain that when struggle does? 
come into the, the equation. It's going to happen at some point yeah. this year. Like you sure. said, there's going to be an avalanche of outside criticism. There's yeah. going to be a bad no day. And, yeah. and, and then it's, no you got to make sure that he still believes in you and you still believe in him, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, again, I, I take it back to April 4th or whatever it was. Like, that's, you lay it out, and then when someone's, when, you, when you're consistent, approach every day I think you prove to people who you really are and that's what you know Justin's done that for me I mean he's proven to me the kind of man that he is and the, the kind of teammate that he is and that's uh, you know the guy that wants to be the leader of the football team that wants to put you know take the pressure off his teammates that wants to prove that he'll do anything it takes and uh, and he's proven that not just to me but to everybody in that in that room you've said he likes to be coached hard and that allows you to kind of be demanding in mm-hmm. a way what does that unlock for you as a coach when you have a guy that you don't have to I don't know if coddle's the right word, but be gentler with and you can coach him hard. Um, I think every player's different. I think that's the cool part of coaching, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers liked to be coached hard too. He truly did and does. Um, but your approach to Aaron Rodgers is going to be different than the way you're going to approach Matt Flynn or you're going to approach um, Jordan Love or the way you're going to approach Justin Fields. Just because they're both young quarterbacks, you don't treat them the same. I think the important part is that you establish that relationship and you, you get to know each other and what makes each other tick. Um, and then when you establish that and then you, 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 you begin this relationship, then that's when you can that person knows that their best interest yeah. is what you have and not some self, uh, you know, it's all about me and this offense has got to be great because of me or it's got to be great because of you. Like, uh, I think you have two humble humble guys that that's not what it's about. It's about we want to win for this team and we want to do whatever it takes to win. So, I mean, for you it's personality-based and, and I think, yeah, individualized? I think it's personality. I think it's your relationship. I think it's all that stuff that that goes into, you know, how do, you, how do two people connect, right? I mean, that's... I don't think that that's a football necessarily, but there's got to be creativity to the way that you approach the day as a coach too. You know what I mean? Some guys yeah. need need more of this, and some guys need more of this. And not every guy can be the same if you're trying to get the most out of that guy. And um, you know, like with Aaron, like I've heard him now like six or seven times, just come out and talk about how the reflection of his past has helped him move. You know, get back to where it like. I knew that. I was fortunate enough to be around him long enough, so I was able to go dive in and get those for him to then present to him to let him reflect, you know, and and so and Justin's obviously just getting started, so how do we find those different areas and that's what we're all we're building and growing together. Two last things. What have you what have you sensed makes him tick? And and, and what 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 is that knob that, that gets him going? Well I think like he, he truly yeah, the competitiveness of him is like the self is the self starter that he is. It, it, He's as competitive as I've ever been, ever been around. The guy wants to win, but the, I think the number one thing is like what's important to him as his teammates. Like the the you know the success of them is 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 equally as important as him trying to be the leader of the team. I mean, he truly is a is a great teammate. So I think those the competitiveness and the kind of teammate he is are what make him pretty special. And then obviously at that position, one of the the, the ways to get it unlocked, you you create comfort that creates confidence that leads to production. I imagine that's a daily process of just trying to figure out what, what's where's the comfort zone, right? And obviously you want to push that and extend it a little bit, but how, how, 
critical as that is just the first step, right, of, of making sure a guy feels right before he starts yeah. anything else? No, it's, uh, listen, this thing is, like I said, this is, we, we, we put a lot of time into designing the process, not necessarily designing the offense. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, like, we, we wanted to challenge these guys and see where they could each go and then see how they responded to the different challenges along the way. And so, you know, the way that we installed the place, the way that we implemented them into the installations, and then the way we came back and training camp, that's all part of that process. And it was our job to be aware of their response to all, to that those challenges. And, um, you know, I think as you see them now, they're all having the opportunity to – you know, like you use the word progress, they feel like they're, they, they've, they've, they've started to figure some things out. But now, it, you know, there's the next step of the process is, is the real deal now. So now you're going to get more difficult looks. You're going to get better talented players. So all that stuff, the, 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 the pressure of the game counting, all that stuff's going to be added to them. So they need to be able to reflect and, rely and, and lean on the process. And I think that's what will give us an opportunity to have some success. So on a day like today, are you more bringing guys back down or, or are you feeding off of the no, yeah, we're free. We're we, there's no bringing down. It is we're this thing is an evolution, and so we got to keep evolving. If we don't, then you get you get you get stuck in the sleep. I just mean in terms of the mental confidence calibration because I know no, you just said it's pre yeah, You're on you we're going, kind of we're stacking going, it. We're going. Yeah, okay. we're, we're off, and it's like I said, it was. There was a pure, a clean vision of how we wanted to build it, and we're still, we're still taking it step by step. So. Certainly, well timed to have that in, in your last sure. preseason game, right? Just to no, I mean, anytime you can have or have and feel success, that's always a positive, yeah. right? And again, the the statistics say success, but we were more, you know, driven by the process. Like, like I was impressed by game preseason one, how we didn't have the malfunctions, we didn't have the false starts, we had clean play calls in the huddle, we had. Had clean motion, so we had we were developing a play style. Game two, we took it another step. Game three, we took it another step. Yeah. I think that part of it was most important when you're talking about going where you want to go. Okay, Dan, the thing about Luke Getze is it sounds redundant, but when he talked to you, his answers, the way that he described things, I, I just like a coach that isn't trying to number one impress the audience with high-level offensive concepts and and trying to uh, remind people that he is more sophisticated in his football knowledge than you are, the fan or the media member. I just like the simple approach to football execution. Now, secondly, and I know this may be a, a strictly Chicago thing, but I almost am impressed by Luke Getze as much as we have heard from him, what he hasn't said as much as what he has said in that what I mean, he doesn't refer to coaching Aaron Rodgers every third sentence. He doesn't really go into Green Bay that much unless pushed or asked directly about that experience. And I don't know if that's intentional or not. I wonder if, if you had noticed that as well, because I think that, well, number one, his credibility was enhanced by being part of the Packers staff that knows how to move the football, move the chains and score touchdowns. But he doesn't spend a lot of time dwelling on his past. He's worried about the task at hand, getting the most out of his quarterback now, and not giving that quarterback too much to handle so he can succeed. 
Listen, your credibility is automatically enhanced when a four-time MVP tells people around the league that he loved working with you, right? Aaron Rodgers' word means something in that regard. When an all-pro receiver who started his ascent into becoming an all-pro receiver like Devontae Adams did with Luke Getze as his receivers coach tells the world that I loved working with Luke Getze. He brought things out of me that I didn't know were in my game. It adds to your credibility. To your point, Luke has an ability to immerse himself in the moment, right? To be present in today. And that's evident every time you talk to him. There's the 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 world outside, fans, media alike, want to reflect on the past and project for the future. Luke wants to be immersed in that day's grind and figure out how that can help this offense and this quarterback progress and get better. And he does so with such a realistic lens on where things are. So when Justin Fields comes into a post-game press conference and says, uh, with the help of an alley-oop pass from, from a reporter, that it was a turning point game, and Luke immediately says, ah, that sounds a little dramatic, you know, he's telling it like it is. He's doing the real talk thing that we talk all about and saying, look, like, no, this is just part of the journey, right? And we're in a very early stage of whatever journey we're on. And I'm not willing to proclaim any grand conclusions about anything right now because we don't have enough evidence to do so. And so I, I I've just really appreciated how grounded Luke is and how um, easily he's able to connect with, with both players in that rock locker room and with the media, because that's one thing you heard in January and February and March after he was hired here from people that have been around him is that he just has a, a innate ability to connect with people. I think it, hopefully it was apparent in that interview. It was apparent in that interview. And the last thing I have to say about that interview was that, you know, I think we're, we're this year in Chicago, we're kind of back to the way things used to be with Matt Nagy. And during that regime, let's face it. He was the head coach slash offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator wasn't really the offensive coordinator, except for by title and maybe what they paid and whatever the case in terms of what it meant on his resume. This is more of a direct CEO of the offense. Luke Getzey, this is his th- th- this is his baby because Matt Eberflus is a defensive-minded head coach. This is Luke Getzey's scheme, and this is a, a return to maybe the more conventional approach to play calling, to game planning, to things that you know give us reason to scrutinize and why the job has historically been so difficult in Chicago because the offenses have stunk. <laughs> so. What I like, though, is the recognition of that by Getze without it, without him making too much of it. He kind of isn't phased by the significance or the added weight or gravity of his job. There's no puffed chest to him either, right? There's no right. Uh, I know more than you kind of aura or, or, or air to him. There's just, a, a again, just a, a natural ease that like, this is my job. This is how I approach my job. This is how I ask my players to approach their duties that help me do my job better. And, and there's just, again, it's just, it's so very grounded. And in this league, grounded can mean a lot, right? I think that we saw, uh, you know, a lot of times in the past where where when you come a little bit shaky and the bolts get a little loose and the, the wagon starts to rock a little bit, that it can get ugly really quickly. And I don't think that's going to happen under Luke. I think he has a awareness on how to adapt and adjust to what his, his players are able to handle and what they're not able to handle. And then hopefully put them in favorable situations that allow them to succeed better. And now that's going to be put to the test on a, on a regular season stage for 17 weeks with a quarterback, as you referred to earlier in the show, that has as much talent and potential as any that's come through the city. Let's see what the end results are. And I think that Luke Getzey has an opportunity to be somebody who ends up being the most significant addition to this franchise last offseason because of his importance, because of his role, because of what he means to the development of the quarterback. 
It's still early for me, but I'm going to echo Ryan Poles' sentiments on Matt Eberflus with my sentiments on Luke Getze. I love that dude. I love that dude. I love that dude. <laughs>